but under the mask is the is somewhere deep inside behind the wound is me so when you do inner healing when you go to the wound and jesus comes and visits with you he's helping you heal by processing the pain and and getting the revelation of what's the truth instead of a lie and getting comforted instead of being triggered Welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters. This is a podcast where we talk about all things relationships. That's why we call it Marriage Matters. We talk about Marriage Matters because Marriage Matters. matters. (laughs) So if you're watching for the very first time, my name is Glenn Coleman. I'm joined as always with my beautiful wife. Tanya Coleman. Hi, guys. And as you can see, we have some very special people in the building. Actually, we're in their building. We're made the journey here to Lafayette, Louisiana, to the kitchen table. Yes. You got it. You guys have heard us talk about them. We refer to you guys right. a lot okay. on, yeah. on the podcast. So right. these are the people. This is <laughs> yes. Mark and Melissa. So why don't you introduce yourselves to the Marriage Matters family. All right, all right. You want to go first? Yeah, I'm Melissa Dunwap. And Mark Dunwap. That's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. There's so much more to them than yeah, this Yeah, yeah. So you're going to see. So, uh, all right. So, so. Just we uh, came in contact, or we met Mark and Melissa. Uh, we Tanya and I were searching for uh, more. More <laughs> is that? good. Yeah. But we we were really looking for uh, just help and getting um, training and more for me especially because you know we we had been working with couples and and Tanya was working on her master's degree, uh, becoming a professional licensed counselor and I was like yeah I don't think I want to do that <laughs> right but I know I need something and we were looking and then we were on Tanya was actually looking on I was looking actually at the time I was actually looking for a supervisor and that's how yeah, I that's first where it was. learned to you was. guys and okay. then we learned I saw the coaching school online right. yeah, and right. shared that information with Glenn so <clears throat> right so and I so I, yeah I did go through their coaching school, which I highly recommend. Even if you don't want to be a coach, if you just want to grow, the coaching school is a great thing to do. But I, I remember telling Tanya, it's like, you know, I'm going to go for the first class and I'm going to just do Zoom. And I don't want to drive to Lafayette every week. Then I came for the first class and I'm like, I got to go every week because <laughs> it was just that good, right? So anyway, uh, so that's how we kind of uh, met Mark and Melissa and it's been great. Uh, we've uh, enjoyed the friendship. Yeah. And uh, looking forward to a lot of things, doing a lot of things together in the future. So yeah, it's coming fast. It's coming yeah, fast. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we just want you guys to start off. Kind of, we always like to ask couples that come on with us to tell us the story of. So what's the Mark and Melissa story? The true version. Because <laughs> you know, we all say there's his version, her version, and then the well, right. she's gonna be better at the details. Well, I was gonna say that it's funny because think that when someone's supposed to be in your life, they kind of keep coming back around till you figure it out. So we actually grew up in the same neighborhood when we were little bitty. Really? Well, we didn't know each other, but we were in the same neighborhood. And then, didn't know. Yeah. yeah. We, we met, officially met in college. I had a pretty big crush on him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, we'll talk so, about that. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's like, tell me more. <laughs> um, so we did a little dance with each other for a very short time, and then I moved away to Texas, and 10 years later, we re-met. And I was actually going through a divorce. I had two children. And so we re-met, and the rest is history. Yeah, I was uh, in New Orleans, and so we had a long-distance relationship for about a year or so. Right. And she had her kids every other weekend, so we had every other weekend together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was probably before cell phones, yeah. so we didn't have the luxury of having a whole lot of contact on the phone too much. Um, and I was wrapping up my degree mm-hmm. in counseling, and you were you were about a year behind in your own master's program. So we were actually both in, in a graduate program at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, take it from so. We started playing house together. Yeah, so 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 she moved. I moved. I moved her and her two children uh-huh. from a very good school in Lafayette okay. to a little town in now just outside of New Orleans called Edgard, Louisiana. It never moved, heard of it. Yeah, you've never heard of it. it it's by Luling. It's on the river, literally okay. on the river, wow. and we have we don't have no money. She and I don't have any money. <laughs> I, I work for a uh, counseling practice and barely getting by myself mm-hmm. and, and, and <laughs> move her and her two children over to a, a, a rent house that we negotiated that we were going to paint the house for rent. That was our, and I never painted a house in my life. <laughs> I never painted a house in my life. So, uh, about a month into it, the guy that is renting it from us realized the house didn't get painted. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, you feel it's it's an old house. Right. It it probably had lead paint. Oh gosh. <laughs> to, you know, to start, yeah. 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 And you know, it just it, it just interesting how stupid we are <laughs> <laughs> when we're you know in love or right. you know you know just thinking we're adulting right, right. Yeah. like yeah. Think you can do this and uh about about six about six weeks into it the uh the landlord kicked us out because oh, no. turns out his his siblings didn't agree to it did that and didn't even know oh. that we moved into their grandmother's house so we get we basically have to hightail it out of there. Oh, wow. So six months after she moves her whole fam, her two kids and her out of out of uh, uh, of uh, Lafayette, mm-hmm. I move with her to Burbridge. Okay. So we move in to Burbridge from there. Um, six week, what six weeks later, she had enrolled her kids into a school in Ed, around Edgard, a little private school, and then. <laughs> Six weeks, two months later, to, we pulled them out wow. and uh, wow. fine, thankfully. Hot mess express. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just the start. Right. So, yeah, wow. that, those, that was the good old days, by the way. Those were the good days. <laughs> there, was, there was more to come. Wow. Oh, yeah. We were a mess what for a, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, our joke for a long time was that we had, we, I had a master's degree in communication, he had a master's degree in counseling, and we had to go to counseling mm-hmm. learn how to communicate <laughs> <laughs> yeah so wow. Wow. yeah yeah, yeah. You, you can teach others but yeah it doesn't it's mean different. You, you know how yeah. to do it yourself when you're in, you're in the middle of the storm mm-hmm. yeah you know all those so, skills are hard yeah, to grab onto you're too close yeah. we were two very broken people and right. needed a lot of healing and so yeah. god saw fit to 
get us married, so we'd have to stick it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, covenant marriage, it makes it. Yeah. 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 So, so, so we get saved. Okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So, well, you know, no, we, 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 things get, things unravel. You know, Gwen, I had a, I had a, a history of, you know, looking for love in all, all the wrong places. Both of us, really. And 30 years of age, never married, not really having a clue about how to be in a relationship. I'd spent so many years looking for a relationship, even though I was in one, I was still looking for one with my eyes. So I had a habit that dated back from, I don't know how long, you know, is just being, looking for that next thing. You know, the Word of God says, yeah, the eyes of man are never satisfied. I didn't know anything about that at the time. I just knew something was wrong with me. I was incapable of being in a relationship. And and uh, so out of desperation, we we, uh, we sought help, you know, we sought help. And we ended up at a marriage seminar in Lafayette by a guy named Dudley Bienvenue, who was hosting it at a church. Um, which is uh, the old Harry Smith Lodge, you know, you know near Cade in St. Martinville, Lafayette. We were out in Lafayette, and we just—that's uh, how we got saved. We, we got saved through a ministry like our own, wow. by a mm-hmm. Christian counselor, wow. who at a marriage retreat. At a marriage retreat. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, <laughs> wow. and, and we used to go for about six months. We went. We kept going to him, and he was doing something called Lunch in the Word at the time at the Hilton in a conference room at, mm-hmm. at the Hilton Hotel in Lafayette. And uh, for six months, we were going weekly to listen to a man who knew how to speak psychology, which was my language. He, he was an educated man in, in, in psychology and biology. So he spoke our language, mm-hmm. and he also spoke the gospel. And, you know, we both grew up, you know, in the church, the Catholic church, and, you know, kind of holiday Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Probably we'd heard the gospel before, you know, Billy Graham or whoever, you know, you catch it here and there and tell tell the evangelist, which of course, you know, for me was mostly a turnoff as a young person. Uh, but we heard we heard God through the voice of somebody who spoke our language, and I mean, it wasn't quick. I mean, we, we it took us it took me six months before I gave my life to the Lord. I was looking for an intellectual way to understand and grasp it and get to like a place where two plus two is four mm-hmm. and I would be like, you know, that understanding. But it but not until it got to my heart did I understand what salvation really was. You know. So that 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 was the beginning of hope for both of us to put our hope in God in a in a way that could continue to feed us. And so we went you know, we ended up going to um, of church and you know began to get fed by the word and by by the love of God and God's people. You know we end up I end up going to um, Christian counseling conferences every other year. There's a ACC American Association of Christian Counselors puts on a big world conference. So we just began to saturate and submerge ourselves in life giving environments, yeah. communities, and church and and. Educating ourselves, our spirit, educating our spirit and our mind and our soul, um, and undoing all of what the word had told us was was real or dependable or the way to do things. Yeah. So it was a lot of unlearning that went went on, and it took a long time mm-hmm. for us to and continually unlearn yeah. and, and surrender our our flesh and, and our egos and our 
We mostly like each other now. We mostly. <laughs> yeah, so we, we mostly. You smell at me a lot. Right. So, yeah. She does a lot of other facial gestures, too. There's plenty of gestures on that face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not always, I'm not always sure which one is which. Like, is this a happy face, an angry face? No, no. You know, a headache face. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. So, you it's know. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's so beautiful to me because you guys blend the work that you do, the psychology part and, and the science part with the word of God so beautifully, you know, that I understand better now why you're able to do that based yeah. on the way that you, you know, mm-hmm. met God or, you know, yeah. were saved. Yeah. 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 I think it's so needed too. You know, I think that's another thing that really attracted me to you guys or, you know, just to your organization was the fact that, you know, I knew that, I mean, my wife's going to school for counseling. So I knew that that side was necessary. But I also have a, a, a background in ministry. So I knew the power of the Word of God. And, and I, you know, you talk to so many people, it's either or. Mm-hmm. But I just really right. like the way you guys are able to blend. Uh, and I mean, there was there was even some things where, you know, I'll come home until time and like, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, that right there, yeah. maybe not. But but I, I, one of the things God just kept telling me was just stay open, remain open. Right. You know, and like Mark always says, stay curious, you yeah. know. And I did, and it's like I, I find myself doing some of the same things, you know, I find myself, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tapping, you know, yes. and you know, so I'm like, when I first, I'm like, I don't know about that, you know, but, yeah. you know, it, it, it works. And, and so I, I really like the way you guys blend both of them. Yeah. Blend, yeah. Blend both of yeah them when works. we started building the class and working some of it out, we would tell people, eat the meat, spit out the bones. Because mm-hmm. you don't have to believe in, you know, saying open is important, but there's not, there's, there's some meat in all of it. Yeah. There's some, yeah. you know, some yeah. morsel, a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So kind of, so, you know, that's your, the story, the beginning, I'm pretty sure we could probably spend the whole hour talking about just the story, but so like, let's talk about like, when you started making that transition, uh, kind of talk through some of those things, some of your experiences, because I think that that's the, the, the key, one of the things that we really want people to know if when they're watching this podcast is you know even though that you know there there's hope no matter where you are there's hope there's a process there are tools there are things you can do um yeah you can salvage you can you can have a a success a, a healthy thriving marriage and there's some there's ways you can do that and i love you know to hear people's story and just talk about that so can you guys kind of start talking about like when you made that turn what was that like for you what were some things some maybe advice you would give to other couples who are maybe dealing with uh they're struggling right now so all of that (laughs) okay yeah so um we had three children together and in 2007 our last one was born and around that time i was invited i had been doing some boundary work so i was doing uh boundaries with Pod and Townsend. So I had done some of that because I had no boundaries. Um, and then I was invited to do an inner healing class here in Lafayette with a group of women. And that's the formational prayer model that we want to teach in G, a part of GC that uh, Terry Wardle uh, mm-hmm. created. So I got trained to do that program. 
anyway, that was very life changing for me. And so that was a, just that tool and understanding the, that model and being able to have language for what I was experiencing started to help to make it make sense and be able to kind of talk about some of it and really to get some healing. Mm-hmm. My heart just needed healing. Yeah. And so that was like this giant leap into my own healing. That's why we included in Growth Challenge because it was such a huge part of my healing journey and I just want to share that part of it with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the first part of it. And then it just was really about just working, working it. You know, mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we just want it to be over and we want it this in healing is not typically fast tracked. Right. Yeah. No. And so it just was about staying the course and trusting the process and just working it out with each other. So. Yeah. I, I want to say this when you said that that's the beauty of getting help. Yeah. And a lot of people, you know, they may yeah. say, Well I don't I don't need to go to a counselor, but what you said I felt a way and I didn't even know how to put that into words. And that's one of the things I think that talking with someone can help you because sometimes, and and we've heard people say it, I just, it's something there. I don't know what it is. So I think that that's a key. You know, you may not even understand or know what's happening, but you know something's happening. So having that, that, that other party to come in just to talk things through and to get some clarity and, and maybe they can help you put into words. Right. So now I can express, okay, here's what's going on. Right, right now I just know things aren't right. You know? Yeah, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, we only know what we know in our own head. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. yeah. So you talked, you mentioned inner healing and how much that helped you, you know, and not to go deep into it, but what is that? Like for people who don't understand that language. Right. Um, well, the model that I was taught was that looking at wounds that drive lies and distortions that feed emotional upheaval, which drives dysfunctional behavior. Okay. You know, and so I knew I had dysfunctional behaviors. I knew I had wounds. I didn't know how to link all of it. Mm-hmm. And so the model that I was taught and then taught for so long, um, just was a it was just a process to help me to understand. And so in that particular model. Going back to wounds is a place where we go back to those memories and we invite healing to those memories. And specifically for me, it was inviting Jesus to those memories. But for other people, it's, you know, God's presence or whatever. You know, I don't know all the audience, but healing, I think, comes in lots of different ways. Um, And I think sometimes it comes through just people, you know, sharing the stories and catching our stories and just being with us. And so, um, so when I talk about inner healing, I'm talking about actually going back to those places that were wounding and memories and, and inviting healing to those places to um, come from a different perspective. Yeah, you know? that's good. Yeah. yeah, so good. And people need, don't realize that that's what they need until a lot of times someone, they sit with someone and you're able to walk them through. Well, my process. experience has been that people see their dysfunctional behaviors and they just want to change them. Yeah. Mm-hmm which doesn't work. Yeah. We've got to go back to the root of why am I doing this dysfunctional right. behaviors? We've right. got to go down to the roots of the tree, right. heal the root so that the behaviors can change. I think that's the part we miss. Like we miss that we have to go back to where this started down to the root and deal with the root. Well, it's yeah. painful, mm-hmm. you know, and it takes time and nobody wants to do that. Right. And, yeah. and sometimes <laughs> for me, I didn't even realize that that's why I was doing the behavior. 
I thought I was doing the behavior because that's what I do. Right. But then I was able to, to make some connection. Oh, it was because of that that happened to me way back when. That's why I respond that way. Yeah. So that, that was really good, good for me. Yeah. 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 So Mark, what about, you know, kind of speak the same thing? Well, I would, I would say it goes back to a little bit about, you know, when you were in our coaching school and how you, you'd go home and you were a little bit on the fence about some of the things that we were, we were teaching. Well, for me, as, as she and I were you know, maturing in our faith, getting understanding of the word, you know, we were very much uh, invested, connected, involved, serving at, at, at our local church. Um, and, and the church's presentation of healing was obviously the gospel, the power of God, you know, renewing your mind, um, very, very biblically centered and great, great teaching. Um, I, I, but I was, I was not getting the results at, at, at a time when I thought I had, you know, fairly mastered enough information in the Christian world that the Christian world had could offer. I still felt like I was falling short on my life and my clients' lives. Like we weren't turning the corner often enough as I thought they would. You know, uh, altar calls, counseling, deliverance, lots of lots of things that that helped a lot. And 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 yet there was to me that, that I began to hit a wall, um, a wall based on not the results I thought I should get. Okay. So, so I prayed a really simple prayer. I just prayed that God would, would help me heal people better. It was it. I told Melissa. I was you know, frustrated about that. And, um, and so that's when what some might say was weird stuff that we started to come into contact with. We didn't go looking for information. Information started showing up. So, for example, I got trained in EMDR, and e EMDR, EMDR is, stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. I have a hard time saying that, right? <laughs> it, it, and, and, and it was this weird technique to help people heal from trauma right. by moving your eyes in a certain way and, and structuring a conversation a certain way about the history of this event. And, you know, I'd heard of it before, I just felt like it was some kind of woo-woo and, mm -hmm. you know, just weird, weird. And it, it, it is weird. Even for a non-believer, it's weird. Just yeah. that you would move your eyes a certain way and it would bring some kind of healing. So, um, I, some friends of ours sponsored me to get some training in that. And that started a cascade of us, I would say, God bringing into our path some cutting-edge, fresh manna from God in the form that a lot of Christians would ignore mm -hmm. because it didn't have a cross on it because mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't written by an evangelist or mm -hmm. you know so I think what I started to really understand is that, that the Christian world had had insulated itself from general revelation that God has offered to all of his children whether they're saved or not yeah. and that there are you know that there are people who are given gifts by God who may or may not actually be saved who who have something to offer the truth the truth of god is found in everything mm -hmm. and it's about spitting out the bones but eating the meat and having discernment where if you go too far 
you end up, you know, you end up outside of God's will or mm -hmm. God's wisdom or God's information. So when we started to incorporate that personally first, so we would learn some things and we would apply them to ourselves along the way as we offered it to other uh, clients in a practice and we start to see better results. Mm -hmm. Okay, and so the argument between psychology and, and, and biblical truths or scripture had been separated uh, by the church and by the secular world, and we were integrating those things. Yeah. Because we didn't think that that was right. We, that didn't make any sense to us anymore. Yeah. I think it was, it was housed in fear of being out of the will of God, about you know, new age stuff, of avoiding that. And, um, but we, 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 uh, carefully moved through information that came our way. And when, and then when we would go too far, God would correct us mm -hmm. and we would sense that. In fact, there's a story, I don't want to tell it, but there's a story that you talk about where she was in the kitchen and was just reading on, you know, just new information about helping people. And just felt that God was telling her, this is not in my house. This is not part of my set of wisdom. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we, we, we continue to surrender to God and, and, and ask for his guidance and direction. Healing for me has been just like it took me from birth to 18 to grow up and have enough maturity behind me to get out of my parents' house. My Christian path and my healing has taken a similar path. It's taken me since I've, I've been saved since I'm 33. So I'm now 53. It's taken me 20 years to get to where I'm at today. Mm -hmm. For me to stay where I'm at today, I have to continue to maintain my relationship with God and be honest with myself and understand temptation and sin nature. That doesn't go away in this yeah. lifetime. Yeah. I can feed my spirit, man, and I can, I can continue to do that. Um, and so the, it's a progressive path towards wholeness that won't be complete until I'm on the other side. Yeah. And to accept that, some I think some Christians don't really think that that's true. They think that at some point you get totally free. I'm totally free in every moment I choose to surrender my life to God. That's so good. That's good. And that, that's a that's something that I have to maintain like your garden. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a constant I mean it, it's Romans seven and Romans eight every day. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Uh, Paul's talking about you know, why do I do the things I don't want to do? And the things I want to do, I don't do. Mm -hmm. that, to me, that's an everyday challenge that ultimately fortifies me into the kingdom of God in eternity. Mm -hmm. And every day, there's a, I think there's a test that am I going to choose uh, life or the tree of knowledge and good and evil? Mm -hmm. I think that's an everyday thing yeah. for a believer. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a natural it's a it's a part of living in a fallen world in a fallen flesh mm -hmm. that has been redeemed is being redeemed and will be redeemed eternally in the forever kingdom yeah. i think it's great that you, you mentioned that process and it's 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 it takes some time and i'm so grateful that we started doing this work now mm -hmm. i mean I, I wish we would have found this sooner but yeah. I think now, because we, we've been married for 20 years, and so like we're at the place in our life where it's like either we start, we grow, mm -hmm. or 
some bad things yeah. <laughs> because it's like you know we, we we had the honeymoon phase you know you know three to five years then we have kids so now that kind of takes we're, we're it's all about them and we're making sure they have what they need and but now our kids are you know 16 and 14 and now they don't need us as same much way, yeah. and yeah, sometimes don't want us as much right. <laughs> and right. so now we're finding ourselves now we're so now it's back about this right and I found out really quickly that I know for Tanya, she's like this surface level thing that you're doing and you're not sharing, you're, you're keeping all this bottled up and you know, your passive aggressiveness. If you don't, I, I figured out if you don't do something about that, then this could be in jeopardy. And so now it makes sense to me, you know, how, and I used to think, how can somebody be married for 20 years and then get a divorce? Well, that's fine. You, if you don't grow, if anything that's not growing is dying, yeah. right? So, I mean, I know y'all been talking about masks. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. And yes. just how it's such an intentional yeah. every day mm-hmm. to take the mask down, even with our spouses. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we did live in automatic and inauthentic. Mm-hmm. You know? yes. And that's one of our goals is to help people get to authenticity and get to vulnerability in their marriages. You know, I think sometimes people they struggle with intimacy in marriage because they're not very vulnerable. You know, and so our goal is to help people to process through the things that they need to process through to get to that, to get to that space. You know, that this is, you know, besides your relationship with God, this should be one of the safest spaces that you have. You know, and oftentimes couples are struggling with that because they're wearing the mask. You know, so how do you, and I know you just talked a little bit about it, but how do you help people to unmask? How do you help them to get to that place? I mean, the first thing that comes to mind for me is to stay current. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the faster that we can deal with something or address something, and I haven't traditionally been very good at it. So I I tend to be more of a turtle personality Mm -hmm. where something happens and my head shrinks in. (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk about it. And and so, and that has not worked for me. It hasn't worked for our relationship, Mm -hmm. but, I've had to learn to use my voice mm-hmm. and communicate in real time mm-hmm. and not in two weeks mm-hmm. and I blow up. Or, right. You know, so I, that's been, I think, one of the most healing things for us is actually to speak things in, mm-hmm. in real time. Right. And I appreciate to pick your time. Right. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to do it at 7 o'clock in the morning when everybody's going to work. Right. right. And we do that sometimes. That happens. All the way out the door. Right. 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 But, that's a great case. <laughs> but the more I think the more current you can be with your spouse yeah that's you know good. and so yeah. that it's in real time when you're dealing with things that have come up that your feelings have gotten hurt or you've been offended or you know that's that's been a, a real key thing for us yeah that's yeah. good you know? mm-hmm. well for me it, it, it's about you know being willing to go within yourself and and and, and sort out with, with God's help and I think it's cru- crucial to do it that way. Mm-hmm. To, to to take a mask off is to is to is to number one realize you're not the mask. Because mm-hmm. uh, most of us think that that's that that's uh, that's me. Number two, it's like what's under the what's under the mask that's real, and what's under the mask that's not real. That's hard work because. Mm-hmm. We are living, most people who've not done any kind of inner healing work are not living in the moment. 
they're constantly reacting to the past in right. the present. Yeah. So wow. when you take off the mask, wow. you can get dangerous if you just take the mask off. Mm -hmm. Because then you don't know who you are because you thought you were the mask. And now you're living in just trigger world. Mm -hmm. So if I take the mask off, it might just be I take the gloves off. I'm taking the gloves off. Mm -hmm. But under the mask is, the, is somewhere deep inside. Behind the wound is me. So when you do inner healing, when you go to the wound and Jesus comes and visits with you, he's helping you heal by processing the pain and, and getting the revelation of what's the truth instead of the lie and getting comforted instead of being triggered. And so when you invite the Holy Spirit and, and, and God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and you invite the triune God into your into your darkness light will come mm -hmm. into that darkness and light is the form of well i feel lighter mm -hmm. i feel uh, uh, illuminated now i understand the truth mm -hmm. and i can now be empowered because the holy spirit is now taking the place of where darkness was right. and so unless you're willing to invite the lord into what's behind the mask don't see yourself, right? Yeah, yeah. see yourself first. Yeah. yeah, and so, and then that requires, to me, the grace of God so that when you go back there, you're not condemning you or others. Mm -hmm. Well, you might be processing some painful feelings, mm -hmm. anger, resentment, hatred towards yourself and other people. But if you don't go there with God, some people think that, that all you're doing is going to, into the darkness by yourself. People will avoid that. Right. So I don't want to go into the darkness by myself. I want to go with the Lord because I know that something good's going to come out of that. Mm -hmm. Most people think, why would I go back there? Mm -hmm. So they live in the mask because it's the safest place they know. Right. Mm -hmm. right. So you've got to develop the skills mm -hmm. at, as you take the mask off. Mm -hmm. And the mask isn't just one. We have masks. Mm -hmm. right. For every person in your life, you probably have a mask. And your masks were created by what you had to endure growing up, when yeah. you couldn't be authentic with your parents, if you had to alter your personality, alter your feelings for them, however you had to make adjustments so that you didn't feel rejected or threatened by your parents. You, you modified yourself to survive. All those coping skills saved you. Mm -hmm. So you want to be, be thankful of that mask. and. And with the help, I think, of God's discipleship to me yeah. is that, mm -hmm. is finding somebody who's taking the mask off and is 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 on their healing journey, and at least a step ahead of you, yeah. so that they can help you do the same. Right? Yeah. So yeah. when I get triggered, you know, I don't really, I'm not sure what's real. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you don't trust anybody, you don't get any feedback from anybody, you just stay stuck with that. You know, so part of my healing has been listening to the Lord speak to me about what's the truth by her telling me what I'm thinking isn't true. Mm -hmm. And and that's, man, that, that really, honestly, it sucks because, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it takes a lot of humility. It yeah. takes total yeah. humility because yeah. you realize when that, and this is what this is what Paul said. He said, he did put no confidence in his, in his flesh. Right. And the way I interpret that is you cannot you do not know the truth unless you look for it and you suspend whatever you think is the truth about you, a situation, and then you invite the Holy Spirit. And my wife, you know, is she's my helpmate. 
paracletes, it means she's my helpmate. It gives me feedback that I wouldn't get unless I accepted it. Right. So my healing has been to renew my mind, listen to my wife. Wow. That's so good. Give me yeah. feedback on what is my blind spot. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't receive that, then she's right, I'm wrong, I'm right, she's wrong. Yeah. And we fight most of the time over my triggers, getting in the way of me being able to see the truth. Mm -hmm. And when I'm triggered and I can't see the truth, I'm blaming her for how I feel or how she's treating me. And all the stuff that happened to me as a child is causing me to live that out, act it out. That's the mass. I'm acting all that out. And one of the, and then but this is always usually a piece of truth. So for me, one of my wounds is not being heard, mm -hmm. that my feelings don't matter. Mm -hmm. And we still fight over that because there's times when I don't feel like she cares about how, how I feel. Mm -hmm. And when she would avoid conflict, that would just trigger me into believing more and more and more. The more I would be upset, the more she turned away, the more it was proof that she didn't care about how I felt, and we would just go off to the races. You know, so the Holy Spirit is my counselor, right? He, like, okay, Mark, when you're going to listen to me, <laughs> not your own voice, you know, and a half hour later, I'm a different person. Because right. when I was triggered, I'm, I'm the wounded Mark. Right. Still, not as wounded because I have the tools. I have way more containment from my emotions. I know how to manage them. I know what to do with them. I know the language of them. Um, I can I can navigate my inner world more accurately like I, I can navigate my house. I know where all the rooms are now and I know what the rooms do and I, 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 I'm, I'm way less triggerable now because when we get triggered, we, we have some tools that we use to help bring relief and healing so the next time I'm triggered it's not as intense. Right. I'm more in control now. The true, right. the true me, the mask yeah. off, yeah. real me, the, the the Lord in me, mm -hmm. the real me is the one that is calling the shots mm -hmm. and stepping forward yeah. from the mask, stepping, you know, stepping forward into the fullness of who God wants me to be. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, okay. that's good, man. I, I yeah. you know, blind spots. That's something, mm -hmm. you know, and who better to see that than the person who probably knows you best on this earth right. you know and I, I remember I said this all the time the Holy Spirit told me with Tanya because I you know my, my thing was I don't I don't like how you said it to her right and he told me stop listening to how she said and listen to what she said mm -hmm. you know if, she, if you don't like the way she's talking to you about a B and C listen to what she's saying and if you fix what she's saying then she would have to talk to you about it in the first place mm -hmm. and I was like oh okay Okay, so I started in, as, as hard as that was. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. It's thank an ongoing journey. It's an ongoing journey. Right. right. But and I said one other thing. Uh, one thing that uh, you say, uh, Melissa, I can't remember. I don't know if it's coaching class or growth challenge with, you know, we talked about growth talk challenge about on here. Challenge a lot. Uh, you need to go to growth challenge. Okay. Uh, yeah, come join us. Yes. But you, you said, you know, you know, with that mask, you know, you could, I, I don't know if you or Mark, what if you said it, you know, to tell it, thank you mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. for protecting me mm -hmm. all right. these years, mm -hmm. yeah. but I don't need you anymore yeah. because now I can, I can handle it. So it's like that helped me to be able to go to that dark place because it's not that, because we always look at it as negative. The behavior may be negative, 
But what it's really doing for you, it's 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 a it's a defense mechanism. It served you. Yeah, it, it served me in, in a way. Yeah. And now I don't need that anymore. So it's like that really helped me to say I don't I don't need to respond that way. I don't need, I don't I don't need to respond partially anymore because now I can protect myself or I can work through that trigger. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, do you think that we ever get to a point to where those triggers are no longer triggers, or do you think that? That's something that's always going to be there that we just learn to manage. You want to go? I'm thinking. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, this trigger that I had that I think rarely gets triggered anymore, and so I'll call triggers buttons. Okay. So one of my buttons was a stupid button. And um, early on in my career, I would have clients come to me, some, you know, educated way past my, my level of education, let's say a doctor, for example, or somebody like that. In fact, I had a, yeah, a very, very well-respected doctor come see me who was dealing with addiction and things like that. And, and um, I probably had been doing this, you know, six, seven years or whatever. When I had that client, probably was one of the first times I didn't feel triggered in the room as being stupid. Mm-hmm. So over the course of time, I began to realize that people who were very educated didn't have my education. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That they had their education and they were intelligent in their way. But when I was young, I, I really believed I was stupid. I have difficulty with memory and recall, um, difficulty in math, difficulty in certain subjects. You know, I was a C student in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, there was some doubt that I'd be a college material. I went to college. Um, made a three zero, well two nine, honestly, <laughs> two nine. Um, but you know, growing up, the con- the conversations around my table in my house weren't always life giving, and at times it was competitive, and it was co- competitive in intellectual ways. And I found myself often at the losing end of those competitive games around my family activities. And so I had this button that built up over a long time, many experiences of me feeling stupid in the face of other people who were smarter than me in certain ways. And so today, I I rarely get triggered that way. So you could be the most educated person in the room, and I would just want to serve you. I just want to share what I can do, maybe if you want what I offer. So I, I don't have those. My children still trigger that button, however, oddly enough. But it's not nearly as devastating as it was when, let's say, I was in high school and confronted with getting an F on a test. I mean, that's just devastating. Getting fired from a job devastated me. You know, a few things like that. And the stupid but I'm stupid, I'm stupid. I don't have that conversation in my head anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think to answer your question, that's I think heal. that, we, yeah, I think we can heal from them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that we heal from them all. Yeah. But I think, I think, I definitely think uh, it's possible. a process of time and doing continuing to do the work. Yeah. 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 I mean, the more you believe truth, the less you believe lies, and that's yeah. what buttons yeah. are based in. So. Right. Yeah. Lies yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I think so like a good news from okay, I was just saying, yeah. 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 for me. Somebody, somebody wrote in on the podcast and wanted to know that. Uh, yeah, because you know, it's like, you know, we talked about, you know, like this morning, you know, children, my kids, talk about buttons. Right. They know where they're, I don't know if they know where they all are or they just are good at, but, you know, I'll go good for a while and then all of a sudden it's like, 
Yeah. <laughs> Jump on a little bit. Jump on the button. You know, so we were just talking this morning uh, that I had to send uh, 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 an apology text to to uh, right. one of my kids because I got triggered. You yeah. know. Yeah. So uh, I think God does that to, to help us grow up and, and train and, and oh, correct. Yeah. And Maybe that's what Paul stole in the flesh was. Maybe it was a trigger. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. They probably well, I'm sure it has <laughs> <laughs> a triggering effect. Huh? <laughs> he, he, he was triggering. <laughs> hey, Lord, you're gonna say you're gonna heal me or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever doesn't get healed, you know, it I, I suppose we might tie that in because, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. So even yeah. in the even the areas that we would say maybe we're not totally healed at the end of our days. God is saying He's still going to use it in some yeah, way. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, so I, I, I use that. That gives me hope whenever I feel like I'm still, you know, struggling with something that I feel like I should have conquered by now. Right. Whatever that, you know, whether that's my attitude, or whatever it is, you know, this this body that we are living in is not meant to last in eternity. Right. Yeah, you know, it, it isn't. So I think we have to have a, a an expectation of healing, but not a demand. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've had demanded healing from God. I think wow. that 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 sets me up to know better than God, mm-hmm. to be disappointed. Yeah. yeah, You know, to think maybe my it's because my lack of faith. I mean, we can really mess it up. Well-intended theologians and preachers, you know, and it it's not it's not just the preachers missing the mark. We the way we interpret what we right. hear, mm-hmm. it reveals how we think. Right. And what our issues is. So if you have an issue with, let's say, tithing, and all they ever want to do is talk about money, and you're upset about that, mm-hmm. let's say, how much of that's about mm-hmm. your issues with money? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You complain about the pedophiles, you complain about the sexual immorality, all that stuff. You know, okay, well, check yourself. How, mm-hmm. how are you doing in that category? Make sure you have, you know, before you strike somebody with a stone, right. you know, yeah. all that. So. The, uh, everything that's happening in our life is, is I think, preparation for eternity mm-hmm. and purpose on earth. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't couch it in those ways, then I think we're gonna we're gonna add injury to a hard time as it is already. It's hard enough living in a fallen world we live in. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, man, look, we're gonna try to wrap this. So we could do this all day, uh, but uh, I try to keep it right at an hour. Because sometimes uh, Facebook won't let me upload it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I want you guys just to kind of talk about, you got, there's so many different programs or I don't know if you want to call them programs or opportunities for healing uh, that you guys offer. So kind of talk about those and uh, give information on where people can get more information okay. and how they can get connected with the kitchen table. Well, I don't know if you've mentioned it all, but we're we're coming to Lake Charles. Yes. (laughs) So actually, Lynn and Tanya are the future of the kitchen table in a Lake Charles market. Mm -hmm. So yes. So what what we are all bringing to Lake Charles office that we're currently offering here is um, coaching and counseling. Good. Thank you, baby. Now. It's what she said. Right? I didn't even notice how she said it. That's a good thing. There you go. Right? There you go. So we have three, I would say three major um, 
things that we offer that over the course of time have have really I think set us apart from the the average counseling center. Most of the counseling centers you're going to go to are going to just offer counseling, which is great, you know. Uh, but what we have done is added to our counseling services a coaching school and a growth challenge seminar series, and they all actually work together. So when somebody comes to see us for counseling, most of the time uh, they, they're looking to stabilize some crisis in their life, whether it's marital, whether it's children's behavioral issues, whether it's depression, anxiety, some of those kinds of things, just decision-making in their life, uncertainty about the future, things like that. Just the common things that people tend to think about that you go for counseling. And obviously we have a Christian uh, focus at least that's how we were informed by Christianity. It doesn't mean we're, we're evangelizing. We don't evangelize um, on the front end, I would say. But we definitely want to offer people a pathway to, to meet and get to know God, maybe in a way that they haven't before. So, so our counseling services, is, uh, I would say, is our cornerstone. Um, but then we have our Growth Challenge Program. And our Growth Challenge Program is a three three-phase program that helps people really, really, really discover who they are. You know, church does a great job of talking about identity and emphasizing identity all the time. Um, you can't talk yourself into identity. It's like you got to experience it, right? Yeah. Jesus tells parables, I think, because he's telling people stories so that they can really, something about storytelling, I think, transforms lives more than information and so for for our people that attend a growth challenge program they're immersing themselves in a kind of laboratory to discover who they are by encountering others discovering who they are right. in a structured environment a safe environment where we have experiences and activities that facilitate that being a, a reachable thing it's a it's a it's a a, an active way to discover who you are and so our growth challenge program helps people who have come through the coaching from the counseling uh, program to deepen their relationship with themselves because it takes them out of the counseling office into a community of people who are all looking for the same thing yeah. and so I would say it multiplies what you learn in counseling growth challenge multiplies exponentially your self-discovery and it removes way more blind spots in, in, in a short period of time than, than counseling does. Counseling is one-on-one. -on -one. You've got one person, the counselor, the coach, and you know either a couple or, or an individual, and it's just those two or three people sorting out what's going on. But in a group setting, when you have 30 people in a room, all with the common interest of self-discovery empowerment and purpose which is what all three phases do then then we really are actually fast tracking i would say healing and in a way discipleship meaning you you now when you go home after you've got, gone through our programs you now are impacting your world yeah. because you're empowered in a way you hadn't been before and you're changing and you're now effective in your circle influencing others to actually do the same right. and then our coaching school is for those who want to actually master being able to do that. Yeah. So if you come to a coaching school, you spend a year immersed in weekly activity with a group of students where Melissa and I are teaching everything we've ever learned in a year's time 
in the past whatever 18 years in a week in a, in a week, week to week for a year and you're practicing with each other and you're literally becoming a disciple yeah. a discipler and being discipled along the way so all that to say is um, you know by the time you've gone through all those kinds of programs you're a completely different person it's more permanent I would say you can live a lifetime and even go to counseling and not get the freedom and impact you would have if right. you didn't do the coaching school and the growth challenge program you can become a different person yeah you know a lot of it's about feedback too you know and when you decide to immerse yourself in that kind of environment you get loved on and you get feedback mm -hmm. you get loved on and you get feedback and you, you, you do an activity and you see how you show up you get loved on you get feedback you get loved on you get feedback you do another activity yeah you see how you show up you get loved on you get feedback you get loved on you get feedback loved on and feedback yeah 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 so yeah so that's the the trifecta right yeah if you think about it a stool has to have at least three legs to stand and so our business model is those three legs that it stands on and, and all they all feed each part of that for a person's, you know, reaching their full potential. Yeah. 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 And, so and those are all great. I, yeah. I endorse every one of those, yeah. which I don't know if that means much. Thanks, to you. Thanks Lynn. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate that. Uh, I will say, and I would think if you asked, if you asked, I always have a problem with that word, ask. Yeah. Not ask, mm -hmm. but I want to ask. If you asked Bethany and Bailey and Tanya, about when I started the coaching school to where I am now, I would say they would say I'm pretty much a different person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, absolutely. I don't know if the girls would say that. I hope they would. I think they would. But the other thing that I love about um, Growth Challenge, uh, for me, this is just me talking, me, Glenn. <laughs> and I, I see it, and I don't, I'm, I'm we, we don't give away the, the, the secret juice. sauce. You gotta go through it. But one of the things that I, I told Tanya this, is serving on the team, mm -hmm. how in, 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 and I'm saying this because I come from that where in church, we can do some things mm -hmm. to skirt by change. Right. We can act a certain way, talk a certain way, put that mask on. Church mask. Mm -hmm. But I was like, the thing I love about Growth Challenge is the feedback because they're like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and as hard as you try, you yes. can cry. Like, oh. like, no. We see you. Yeah, yeah. it's like, that ain't, yes. that ain't you. And that's one of the things I, I, I want to say. It's, it's funny to me because I see myself in that so much and I'm like, <laughs> I know what you're doing. It's not going to work in this. In this right. right. That's one of the things I love about it. It's like, yeah. you know, they, they, and it's really the love it's part because love. They, these is. people, yeah. this family, this community that you that you meet, they care so much about you to say we're not going to allow you to cheat yourself. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know. Right. So yeah. that's one of the things I really love about yeah. uh, growth challenge. So, yeah. 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 So. Okay, so uh, man, thank you guys so much. Thank you for for coming on the podcast. First of all, yeah. Thank you for answering for the call us. because the other thing that you guys have done for Tanya and I is like we were trying to. It's like we want to do something, but it's like I don't know what it. But when we saw what you guys, we were like that. That's kind of yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. It just spoke, you know. Yeah. Just and I'm just looking at the website, and it's just like 
reading and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, like this is, this is it. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing. <laughs> like, I didn't know what it was, but it looked, I think it's like this. Yeah. 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 So, cool. so thank you guys so much. Yeah. Uh, and just, uh, y'all be looking for well, good things. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak on behalf of these two. So all of you listeners who support these two, <laughs> it's time to support, support them, them on the next level, which is to begin to share with the community in Lake Charles that, yeah. that, that Tanya and Glenn are bringing the kitchen table and the to, services to, we offer to the Lake Charles. Lake Charles. Bringing life to the lake. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, life yeah. to the life lake. Life to the lake. Yeah. yeah. Life to the lake. I think I stole that from that, in that Tiffany and Charles. Yeah, that's that's uh, uh, church. Just, yeah, church. just plugged in. And yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Lake City. Thanks, thanks, thanks Lake City, city Church. <laughs> uh, but uh, so man, again, thank you guys so much. Yeah. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. So, um, you have anything else? No, this has been awesome. Just thank y'all again. Yeah, awesome. so thanks for coming. Thanks, great job. Yeah, yeah. Great job. So, so this is Glenn and Tanya Coleman, along with Mark and Melissa Dunwar, reminding you that your, your marriage, marriage matters. matters. Yeah, what they say. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>